Spider-Man, Spider-Man, he's the bad guy in three Deva Dam. Spins a web, any size, it's a web of crime and lies. Look out! It's Turkish Spider-Man. Welcome to 1000 Lives of Weird, a podcast that is a celebration of everything weird, mostly movies. I'm Brad Hefner, and with me as always is... Billy Bartell. And today we are talking about Three Devadem, a.k.a. Three Giant Men, a.k.a. Three Big Men, a.k.a. Turkish Spider-Man. Not Turkish Captain America? No, um, it's it's known in some circles as Turkish Spider-Man. But not Turkish Captain America? No, or Turkish Santo. Or, uh, okay, or Native American Santo? Why would it be Native American? Because Santo runs throughout. The, Santo runs throughout this entire movie wearing a big jacket that says he's a Native American. Does he? I did not notice that. Yeah, it's got like tassels and shit. Oh, so it doesn't have on the back "I'm Native American." No, it just has like okay. A big, it I just thought... has a big Indian head. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, like um, a stereotypical. Like when I say Indian, I mean stereotypical Indian. I'm blind to racism. I see. Okay. Yeah. All so right. whenever someone's racist, I just ignore it and let them go. See, I'm fully racist, so yeah. I notice this shit all the You're time. You're wearing a shirt that says, I love N-words. Yeah, it does. It doesn't say the N-word, just says N-words. N-words, yeah. So. That way I get to put that N-word in your mind, and yeah. then you're the racist. That's a Louis C.K. bit. It is. <laughs> three Deva Dem. Three Deva Dem. Um, three giant men. Three giant men. Three giant uh, manhoods. Now, Three Deva Dem, a.k.a. Three Big Men, a.k.a. Three Giant Men, a.k.a. Turkish Spider-Man, as we've established, yes, um, is part of a genre that has become known as Turksploitation. Okay. Where that is um, primarily typified by blatantly ripping off copywritten characters from other countries. Yeah. And sometimes just stealing footage wholesale yes. from other movies as in Turkish Star Wars. Yeah, Turkish Star Wars. Turkish Star Wars actually, from what I understand, did not take much from the movie Star Wars except for the footage. Gotcha. Yeah. That might be... Uh, we will probably be visiting Turksploitation again at some point. At some point. Probably not soon, given no, how this not, movie went. not soon. Uh, we made some mistakes with this, which I'm, I will address in a uh, bit. Okay. I um, need a break from this Oh yeah. From this no. genre. It is a fever dream of a movie that is mostly incomprehensible. It's about Spider-Man, technically Spider-Man. On the poster, he is clearly Spider-Man. Yeah. In the movie, he is a red and green... He's a Christmas Spider-Man. <laughs> He's a red and green guy known as Spider. He has yeah. no spider powers. No. And he's a crime lord. His costume looks like uh, one of those costumes that you would get when you were a kid from the... from Your parents would buy you like a knockoff Spider-Man costume from Walmart. And you would and you'd be like, this isn't Spider-Man. They're like, what do, you, what do you mean? That's Spider-Man. You know? This is Guy Arachnid. Yeah. It guy, says right is, there. Yeah, Guy Arachnid. You know, Spider-Man. That's Latin it's, for Spider-Man. Right, yeah. It's a... Chinatown knockoff action figure right, yeah. version of Spider-Man. Or like a New York Times Square, just slightly off-brand Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man is running... Um, the Spider is running the amok spider. in Istanbul. And Doing something. <laughs> Captain America and Santo, the famous Mexican re wrestler, yep. not played by the actual Santo performer. No. Because that performer would never take his mask off. And in this, Santo is mostly maskless. 
Captain America is mostly maskless. True. Yeah. And there's also a woman named Julia. Yes. She's there as well. She's the girl Friday. And so it is Santo and Captain America versus the spider. Yeah. Oh, someone's coming into the studio right now. What? Hello, hello, it's me, Stan Lee, Excelsior, oh Excelsior. Oh my God. I heard you guys talking about Spider-Man fighting Captain America, and you must be talking about Marvel's Captain America Civil War. Uh, not really, no. W what are you talking about? We're talking about Three Devadem. What the fuck is this now? Three Devadem, Three Giant Men. Did I make any money off of this? Uh, I, I sincerely doubt it. Those rat bastards. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to sit back. I'm, I got out of hell for a day pass. You got out of, you went to hell, Stanley? Yeah, I'm a dickhole. You're a dickhole? I thought you were the grandfather of comics. I Now, it's true. I invented the comic book. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. I did some other shady things. You know Schindler's List? I had an opposite list. You had an opposite list? Of people I fucked over. A Hat Kirby. <laughs> Steve Shitko. Uh, fuck you, Bill Everett. I can't think of a pun right now. <laughs> but I'm just... I'm, pretend I'm not here. I'm going to make myself a sandwich. I mean, you're so... <laughs> you're so demure and subtle, Stan Lee. I'm sure we'll have no problem ignoring you. <laughs> Thank you, True Believer. <laughs> You're welcome, Funky Flashman. Don't, don't, don't you ever fucking call me that again. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. This is the Marvel Age of me kicking your ass. <laughs> All right, sit, sit the fuck down, Stanley. Yeah, sit the fuck down, Stanley. All right, um, I'm gonna hide behind you, Brad. He scares me. He's, <laughs> he is a 90 year old man that is just full of piss and vinegar, <laughs> singed by the flames of hell. He wears sunglasses because he doesn't have any eyes anymore. Yeah. Just black holes. Oh, man. <laughs> His writings are fucking black. Fuck you! <laughs> now, before we launch into the specifics of Three Devadem, yeah. as we like to do here, yes. we'll tell you whether you should watch this movie or not. Just give you some idea, in case you want to seek it out yourself. Since it is illegally done in entirety you cannot buy it officially in america it is illegal yeah uh you can find it though yeah billy would you recommend three dev Dem? fuck no okay <laughs> would you like to expand on that a little uh, bit <laughs> um okay so if you are like a die hard marvel fan and you've already watched all of the 70s pilots all the failed 70s pilots for marvel tv shows then I would maybe recommend this, but this, it's, it's only just strange enough to qualify for this show, I think. Uh, it's so, there are moments where it, 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 ha is, it becomes crazy enough or weird enough or dumb enough where I could say, oh, this is so bad, it's good. But most of the movie is just a very by-the-numbers James Bond ripoff movie. And it's so um, boring and nonsensical and just just plain bad. It's just not a fun sit. It's an hour and 18 minutes. It felt like three hours. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, that's the best thing I can say about it is that it's actually short. It feels like you're wasting a lot of your life, but you're actually not. And there are occasionally a couple of pretty cool fight scenes and some pretty gnarly uh, 
death scenes. The maybe. gnarliest witch comes in the first in two the minutes. First, yeah, in the first, yeah, two minutes. So, um, uh, it's it's not even really good exploitation. There's not really a lot of interesting smut. No, there's not. This is expert level bad movie watching oh like, this yeah is, oh fuck yeah this is i uh, wish we'd watched it together that was our mistake yeah is we should have watched this together jotted down quick notes because if you do want to watch three devil dem you should watch it with other people maybe have a few drinks yeah make fun of it it's best to watch this some in some way affected do by substances. not watch it alone no um there's the first 20 minutes are tolerable by yourself or you're, if you're a big fan of julia if you love the Julia comics, if you love <laughs> if you love the Julia Saturday morning cartoon shows, then sure. Stan Lee, did you, when when did you come up with Julia? I created all women. All women <laughs> are uh, now. You see, I wanna I wanna I wanna say something about Julia in this. You wanna say something picture. about Julia? Okay. Uh, if I had written this movie like I should have, so okay. I would have gotten paid in Turk bucks or whatever the fuck they have over there. Um, <laughs> Turk bucks. Julia would have been. In a love triangle with both Santo and Captain America. What an original idea, Stan. I do it every time. I know you do it every I'm time. I'm the original originator. Yeah, it's it's just like Pepper Potts and whatever her name was and Daredevil and every other lady that you've ever created. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Julia is just as effective in this movie as all of my female characters. I would argue she's more effective than some of your female characters. Are you saying I don't write good female characters? Brad, I'm going to need you to protect me from Stan Lee again. He's getting scary. You sit your old ass down, Stan. <laughs> Should have stayed in the grave. Stan Lee fights back from the grave. I'm the new Bruce Lee. <laughs> if you are looking for a foreign version of uh, Marvel that does not adhere to the source material very closely, you want to see another culture do a take on Marvel characters. Fuck this movie. Watch Japanese Spider-Man. I was so annoyed at this movie that last night I rewatched the first episode of Japanese Spider-Man and my god, that show is fucking great. If you haven't heard of this, it's a Spider-Man show where Spider-Man has a flying car and a giant spaceship with a lion head on it that turns into a giant robot. And he fights against the Iron Cross army ruled by the evil Professor Monster, who is just kind of Doctor Doom, but from space. Wow. That yeah. sounds like it would be good for the show. It's fucking great. It's yeah. such a good show. I but, recommend that right now. Okay. Yeah. Very, very weakly recommend 3 Deva Dam. It's It might be better with a group. You're sitting around joking about it. I'm a person who can watch a talking cat by themselves. <laughs> so oh, this was a wow. new level of pain. Yeah. This was something that affected me in ways that I didn't know I could feel anymore. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. just, just the boredom and the pain. Wait, you're saying Except... this is worse than a talking cat? Yeah. A talking cat is at least... Fuck. A talking cat is at least, like, there's so much bizarre shit in there that's like, yeah. what the fuck am I watching? This is boring and bad, but... And I've sat through Easter Bunny Puppy by the same filmmaker as a talking cat, which is worse than a talking cat... And I put this about on the same level as Easter Bunny Puppy. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, hippity hoppity woof. Hippity hoppity woof. I don't. I don't think I could give a more damning review than that. The movie, the version we watched. Uh, now, 
I, I did check out another version that did not have subtitles just to see if it opened the same way. Okay. And there was a little bit more lead up to that. But the movie still starts immediately okay. with the spider's goons dragging some random woman to a beach. Yeah. Burying her up to her neck in sand. Right, like like little kid style. Yeah. Just burying her up to her neck in sand at the beach. And then the spider has them start a boat motor that is attached to a boat. Yeah. And slowly carry it towards her face. Not the, the, the whole boat. The whole boat. Yeah. So the propeller hits her face. Hits her face and just blows her head straight up. The blood splashes on the legs of the red-headed lady sidekick Nadia. of the spider, Nadia. I called her Mary Jane. Uh, but it's, Oh, God, it was <laughs> probably supposed to be Mary Jane. <laughs> but it splashes up on, on Nadia Mary Jane's uh, legs, and she looks super happy about this. We never learned who this woman was. We don't know... We don't uh, know why the spider was killing her. But this is the best part of the movie. Yes, it's so, 100%. It's so amazingly brutal yeah. and bizarrely creative. I and loved it, it. And it gives you... It, it's it's Spider-Man in this movie, at his best, reminds me a lot of Jason Voorhees. Both the fact that he's he's constantly masked... They talk about him having a very childish personality. That's right. He's kind of very. He's kind of stocky, which Jason typically he's is. He's a giant creep. Yeah, and he and you know he just keeps coming up with these really creative deaths for women. And in one scene, he actually we'll get to it, but he rips off like an entire Jason kill later oh, okay. on in this movie. But yeah, no, this is definitely his best one. And this is actually sort of tense too, as they're slowly bringing the propeller close to her face. Like, I was engaged i was like i was engaged oh I, shit i did not see this coming i wasn't i didn't feel bad for the woman i was more like here it comes oh yeah because we have but no like, clue who the fuck this person is yeah i i don't care but like i was i was definitely taken aback like the you you expect something to build yeah when you put in a movie you expect, like this uh this is the middle of a movie not the this, beginning yeah this is yeah this it's 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 more abrupt than even tracks was it just starts and it's, yeah. it's and uh i i was like is this the movie that we're in for and unfortunately it turned out it wasn't but like i was i was i didn't know where you went from there yeah i was expecting the rest of the movie to be like full of really gratuitous grindhouse fuckery yeah and there's a little bit of that a it's little interspersed, a little but um also, this is a lot of elbow grease to just kill one poor... You have to dig oh, the yeah. hole. You have to fill the hole in. Yep. You have to carry the boat. You have to carry the boat. Yeah. And you. And also, she was a really good sport about all this. She was. She, she, was, she, was, she knew that they want... She, she, was, she was upset, so she screamed a lot to make them know that she wasn't totally down with this. But when they started burying her, she just lay there. Maybe she thought this was just going to be a fun beach trip. It's like, oh, they're not gonna do anything. They're gonna, they're gonna make my, they're gonna make like a sand sculpture of like a mermaid. I the screaming makes me think that she she knew something was up. She could have been screaming like, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> ah! I love the beach. <laughs> you ever love the beach so much you just scream? <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't like beaches, so I don't go to them, but I imagine it's just like a hundred people just screaming just constantly. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I did want to say is that this movie takes place in Istanbul. I don't okay. know if I established that. You did earlier. Um, and 
while Santo is not played by the actual Santo, mm-hmm. Captain America is also not played by the real Captain America, J.D. Salinger's son. Right. Um, I don't know if he was even born yet. Sure. But uh, I don't know what his actual name is. Uh, Garth? Garth Salinger? Is that J.D. Salinger's son? The one who played Captain America. Oh, right. Yes. In, 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 that, in the in 90s the, one. Yeah. Right. The real Captain America. The re- uh, I mean, if you want to say that, then the real Captain America is Reb Brown from the 70s. No, it's J.D. Salinger's son. I think that's the definitive Captain America. Oh, I can't think of okay. any... You can't think of anybody who did it better? No. <laughs> I mean, that Evan Christopher guy did pretty good. He was okay. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't even seen the J.D. Salinger one. I just feel it in my heart. <laughs> I've seen enough clips of it to know yeah. we're never talking about it on this show. Okay, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's a boring piece of shit. The movie jumps to two people. We have no clue who they are. Yep. They look official. Yep. They're talking, and they're there at the airport to pick up Santo. Captain America, yep. and some random woman named Julia. Yep. Who is Julia? We don't know. She's she's their assistant. Apparently she's Captain America's girlfriend in this. It, that is revealed like halfway through the movie that they're in a they're in a relationship. Before then it's like uh they're just like working together and yeah. then in a, in one scene suddenly he enters when she's there and love music starts playing and I'm like, "Oh, I guess this is a thing." See, I noticed the love music. I just thought it was, um, like, much of the sound in this movie just bizarre and out of place. Right. Um, well, another thing about Turkish exploitation, or Turksploitation, is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Turksploitation is that uh, oftentimes, most of the time, they do not have the budget to produce full orchestral scores. Mm-hmm. So what they do instead is they steal scores wholesale from Hollywood movies. And I think... Most of the music, I'm not sure if it was all of the music, but most of the music, including... Is the, it from Greece? No. The main, Is that why they were on the beach in the beginning? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> including the main theme in this uh, opening scene and the opening title sequence is from the James Bond movie, Diamonds Are Forever. Oh. Yeah. I recognized it because it's uh, like most James Bond theme music in, in movies after playing some generic sort of spy... Licks, it eventually goes into an orchestral version of the Diamonds Are Forever theme song. So, you can hear that in the background. You know, once I looked down Shirley Bassey's shirt. Excelsior! Thanks, Stan. I needed that image. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard was Stan Lee, the grandfather of comics erection. Boing! <laughs> Thanks, Stan. Oh, the sound effect was done by Jack Kirby. Oh, God. It was just a full panel that said, Disappointing! <laughs> that I really enjoyed the way that the heroes were introduced when the two government goons there are like, Oh, here they come, and it cuts to them, and then, like, the camera just shows them walking straight towards the camera, and then, like, closes up on their faces looking determined, and uh, it just, I... They remind... With their big with their big 70s hair, they reminded me of the Bee Gees, and I found it very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, they do they are staying alive throughout this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh then we get the opening credits, which are so fast and so not in frame that yeah. they cannot be read. Uh another another hallmark another hallmark of Turk exploitation is that these movies are done very quickly and very cheaply. Yes. And 
the film quality of this is so amazingly bad yeah. that for the most part, you cannot tell who people are. I mean, you get you have an idea of who Orhan is, at least what he looks like. I have no clue what his official position is. Yeah. He's just official man. Orhan is one of the people that met them at the airport. He's essentially their government handler throughout the rest of the film. Uh, he tells them where Spider-Man is, uh, what to do about him, that sort of thing. And you can mostly pick out Cap and Santo and Spider-Man and Nadia. Mostly. Everyone else, if they're, if the frame is like half distance from their face, if it's close up, you can tell. Yeah. If it's about halfway back, it looks like they're wearing a wax mask. Yeah. And if it's, if it's fully pulled out, they look like blobs. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, anytime there's a long shot, it's super difficult to tell what the hell is going on. If it generally, if you see one person fighting a group of people, you can be sure that that one person is probably one of your main characters, but otherwise it's, this movie is for a variety of reasons. This movie is super hard to follow. So after, (laughs) after the opening credits, we are given a rundown of the spider gang. Yes. Here's what they've been doing. Now, please explain this to me because I did not understand it when they were telling me. Okay. It's very simple. Okay. And very stupid. Okay. The Spider Gang are from the Far East. Whatever that fucking means. The Far East of Istanbul, the Far East of America. Uh, It's unclear. Yeah. Now, what happens is the Spider smuggles artifacts from Turkey to America. He sells them very cheap, buys them very, at a very high price with counterfeit money. Sorry, go go back again. What what does okay. he do? The Spider Gang. The Spider Gang steals or smuggle. They smuggle historical artifacts out of Turkey. Okay. They go to America. Yeah. They sell them very cheaply. Okay. Then they buy them for a lot of money with counter with counterfeit bills. They buy them back. They buy them after back. selling them. After selling them with fake money. With fake money. Yes. Okay. And that's that's their thing. That's the thing they do. And it gets the fake bills in circulation. Because he needs to get his work out there. It's all about it. He's getting paid an exposure. It's brilliant. Am I being punked? What's going on? (laughs) It's the lowest grade con. It doesn't make sense. Like, you think you would buy the artifacts with the fake money... And then sell them at a very high price. And we see Spider-Man in his, not now, but later, we see Spider-Man in his hideout with these so-called antiques. He loves them. Also, I think it's implied at some point that, like, he he, he steals them from his murder victims. Yeah. Uh, he definitely has, he does that in one scene, it's implied he does that in others. Yeah. Uh, we are also told that... He just kills random people, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Again, he's, um, he's Jason. Orhan has some clues about the Spider Gang. Oh, okay, good. There's a sp- suspicious yacht in Tarabaya Bay. How is it suspicious? I don't know. Because a scientist who created Godzilla was. Oh, was yeah. Of, yeah. I assume. Ah. I assume that the yacht was like. Uh, <laughs> had a pencil thin handlebar mustache and it was like. <laughs> Just, like it just, just looks evil. Just, just looks snidely whiplash the yacht. <laughs> Brad, I don't want to alarm you, but Stan is taking notes about this character that you've just come up with. I think he's gonna steal it. Uh, boat boy. <laughs> no, boat man. 
All right, we'll get back to you, Stan. Uh, um, another clue. Mm-hmm. Some foreigners are going to a fashion show. Yes! Where do they get this information from? I don't know. What the fuck it means? It's not clear. This is where I wrote, where am I? <laughs> You're in Istanbul, where only native Turks go to fashion shows. <laughs> Why is there a fashion show in this movie? I don't know. Why is there a strip club in this movie later? Uh, well, I know why there's a strip club in the movie. True. Yeah. There's ads in the paper for the artifacts. Uh, what? The criminal mastermind uses the classified ads to move his merchandise. Okay. Yeah, he's a fucking menace, Billy. <laughs> this is how genius he is. He puts a traceable ad for the artifacts that he bought back from America... Oh, that's right. I remember uh, this. But Orhan seemed to imply, like, <laughs> while explaining uh, the spider's process, he's like, and then he has the artifacts. Like, he no, has, like... And he says, it's like, so we can trace the ad to him, right? And he's like, no, it leads to a P.O. box. It's like, damn, he's clever. <laughs> <laughs> they actually say that. That is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it, I assumed originally when he says, like, and then he has the artifacts, like, Spider, the spider is also, like, a collector. Like, he collects the artifacts, but presumably now he's taking them back to Turkey to sell through the local newspaper. I guess I don't... Who the fuck knows? And speaking of papers, this entire movie is, if, is as if the Turks, like, picked up one issue of Spider-Man, saw J. Jonah Jameson's rants about Spider-Man, is like... <laughs> Oh, this is the character. Yeah. He's a menace. He's a fucking menace. Uh, the Turks were not very familiar with Spider-Man. Were they? Okay. So that is why he is the bad guy. I figured. Well, um, I mean, I I just figured that they probably looked at some English Spider-Man comics, not knowing English, not being mm-hmm. able to translate it, and said, oh, this guy is a Spider-Man. Spiders are creepy. Much like Martin Goodman said to Stan Lee when he tried to create Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spiders are creepy. Spiders are gross. Um, Martin Goodman, more like Fartin' Badman. Good good, good one, Stan. You're you're the Shakespeare of comics, It's Stan. the Marvel Age of puns. <laughs> Something like Fartin' Badman can only come at you from the house of ideas. <laughs> Anyway, but but I, I just assumed that they looked at that and they said, Spires are creepy, he must be a creep, and they made him the bad guy. Whereas Captain America, America, yeah. suppo- uh, good guys, supposedly, will we'll make them the, the hero. Didn't translate Cap's shield, though. They, nope. they got and, the essence of Cap's justice, and his co- they got the folded-over boots. They got the folded-over boots. Uh, but not the shield, or they, the wings on the head. They just decided to make his, his suit bulletproof. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then they also brought in Santo. Apparently. Because I, I guess they were familiar with Santo. I guess. Yeah. And, and um, who doesn't love Julia? Who doesn't love Julia? Julia. It was the uh, was the Tur- Turkish Patsy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, a, that's, what, that's what we call a Marvel deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's timely. It's timely. That's a timely comment. Oh, a timely deep cut. Timely is also a Marvel deep cut. Yes. Actually, I, don't, I think it was timely. It might have been some weird girl offshoot of Marvel. No, I think it was timely. Uh, Miss Muffet Comics. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wrote 90% of the material for Miss Muffet Comics. 
Who knows women better? Who knows young girls better than Stan Lee? I stand the man. I think you might want to rephrase that, Stan. Nope. <laughs> I'm it, just going to eat the mustard right out of the jar. I didn't even know we had a mustard jar. I brought it from home. Oh, by home I mean the depths of hell. I figured. Sorry about the sulfur smell. <laughs> so now my favorite scene. The scene where the random trench coat people start fighting. Yes. <laughs> We never know who anybody is in this movie, aside from Orhan, the spider, and Cap and Company. Uh, Some random guys are walking along. Yep. There's a little bit of a chase, there's a little bit of a fight, and then the spider jumps out of some boards that are in the middle of nowhere, lean together, teepee style, Yep. stabs a guy, and says, Adios, Adios, Mafia! (laughs) (laughs) Aside from the opening scene, best part of the movie... We forgot to mention <laughs> that the spider has run afoul of the mafia. Mm-hmm. We probably forgot to mention it because it's not an important detail in the movie. Except for this one scene. Adios, mafia. Where He's he... saying goodbye to the mafia. The mafia is out of the story now. They're gone. And they only know that this antique smuggling ring is run by the spider, by the way. Because they say in the first scene where they're explaining the plot... That the spider is the only one with an organization powerful enough to stand up against the governments and the mafia. Mm-hmm. This is not borne out by the rest of the film, wherein the spider seems to have a very small mob. A small mob, mostly incompetent. Um, <laughs> uh, probably because he kills most of his people. Like he, 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 he does. He shoots right through people. Yeah. Um, so, Cap and company split up. They do. Cap is going to check out the yacht. Santo is going to watch the P.O. Box, which, really, you couldn't get some cops to just, like, watch it. The P.O. Box is apparently in a gym, which also looks like somebody's house. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, Julia goes to the fashion show, which looks exactly like somebody's house. It looks like like the house of a grandma who was, like, in her 40s during the 70s. Yes. It's a 90s grandma's house. Right. Um, Which makes it impressive that this film was actually shot in the 70s. And it looks so. like the 70s. <laughs> it's like a reverse Happy Days, where that was a that was a show from the 70s that looked like the 50s. Yeah. This is a show, this is a movie from the 70s that the, looks like the 70s. It looks like aged 70s. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like... It's like finely aged 70s. It looks 70s. like the dusty remains of the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it was shot on film stock, Roger Corman abandoned in a ditch. This is the first scene we get that serves no purpose. And we get a montage of scenes I think the serve... trench coat scene is the first scene that serves no purpose. No, we see him take out his mafia con- The spider has whittled the mafia down to one man. <laughs> Frederico Carlucci. That's my headcanon name for him. For him. Then he stabs mm-hmm. him, and then the mafia is no more. The mafia is no He's more. sort of like the Joker in that the Joker was doing a better job in The Dark Knight taking out organized crime than Batman was. That's true. The spider's really the hero of this, aside <laughs> from all the women killing. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Um, uh, Orhan asks Cap why the spider... What's with, what's with all the masks and the costumes that you and Santo and the spider wear? Yeah. And Cap says, the spider's a child-minded lunatic. Yep. When he sees someone else in a mask, he wants to destroy them. Yep. 
does not explain a few things. Why they're mostly maskless throughout the entire movie. Yep. And did Cap start this whole shtick, Cap and Santo start this whole shtick just to fight the spider? I think so. I think that what what it explains is, for me, is that these guys are not... they're not like established. They're not established heroes. They're not and... established heroes. It's not. This isn't Steve Rogers and actual Santo, which explains why he doesn't wear his mask mm-hmm. uh, all of the time. This is, this, is is this Batman Incorporated where they're franchising like kind of? This these are two these are two secret agents uh, who have been involved who are involved in trying to hunt down the Spiders organization, and he and they uh, have decided the most effective way. To take on the spider is to wear masks because that way they draw attention to themselves gotcha. by the organization and make them make set and make mistakes. That's actually a really interesting idea because usually the presumption is supervillains and their costumes are born out of heroes and their costumes, but yeah. this is the reverse where the reverse. it is fighting the lunacy, not the lunacy arising from the fight. Yeah. This is a great movie with a wonderful <laughs> idea. I change everything I thought. I don't. <laughs> Julia takes some pictures of something. Something. She gets caught. Yeah, she okay, she she leaves the main fashion show cuz it's boring. Yeah, she and goes to see what grandma if grandma has any uh quarters stashed somewhere or any like high grade medicinals. Yeah. And she goes into someone's office and starts taking pictures of something. We don't know what. Uh Pat Poop's going to be mad. Yeah. You're in his study. You're in his study. Um, and this is where you start, you start to realize where Turkish cinema was kind of young at this stage and the editor, they're young Turks, they're young, they're young Turks. Oh, adorable. And they don't quite know what editing is. Oh my God. So they, they have this idea that when the characters are in different places, you need to constantly cut back and forth between all of the characters, even if the characters aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of the scene, we have sequences of Cap and, what's his name? The, Orhan. Orhan talking to each other about their their deal, going to the harbor, looking at the ship. You have Julia getting caught and having interesting stuff happen to her. And also Santo taking a shower in the gym where the P.O. box happens to be. And these are cut between each other with equal focus being given to each of the scenes. Okay. Reading again to my notes saying, where am I? What is this? Someone help, please. Also, it, it doesn't, it sort of builds as the movie goes on, but every cut in this movie is so hard. Oh my it's God. It's disconcerting. It's, it's literally disorienting. It eventually gets to a point where it's like a cut and it's like, is this an entirely different scene? No, we're just doing the reverse shot of whoever the other person is talking to. There are times when they include the score in one cut, and then they will hard cut away from not only the scene, but the score they were using to another scene. And then either a whole new piece of music is suddenly going on, or uh, no music is going on, or suddenly you cut from no music to music immediately. It's, it's, it's disorienting. Len Kabazinski has been on my mind recently, and uh, this might be why, because this is very similar to Len's filmmaking style. Oh, uh, he's Curse a, of the Wolf, right? Um, 
I've only seen Fist of the Vampire. He's a Red Letter yep. Media mainstay. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. But, he's um, he's Curse of the Wolf. Yeah, yeah. He did he did. There's a theme song for them. Curse of the Wolf. Yeah, yeah. That's him. His movies are about the same level of painful as this. Yeah, um, yeah. They're fucking rough. Mm-hmm. But um, so Julia gets captured, and she's put into a car, yes. and she pretends to be passed out. Yes. And Julia is the worst person at pretending to be asleep I've ever seen. Her head is, like, still upright. She just has her eyes, like, half-lidded. Um, but she has a special watch that we never see again. Yes. That she uses to tell Cap where she's at. She keeps. She clicks the button, and it's, it sends a beeping noise to, to Cap somewhere in his car. So, uh, Cap does a... Beep, beep, beep. Cap does a quick change into his costume. One he of does. the few times we see it. And he just runs. He just sets off like a motherfucker, and he bursts through the wall. Okay, it, it's this is pretty badass though. Like, they're the bad guys are in there. They've tied Julia to a post because you know what else are you gonna do with a damsel? Yep. They didn't and have any railroad tracks handy. So. They didn't. One of the bad guys is leaning against a wall, and Cap's two arms shoot through the wall on either side of the guy's head and grab him, which is badass enough. The guy falls over, and Cap bursts the rest of the way through the wall and starts kicking ass. This is the best fight scene in the movie. Unfortunately, yes. Cap at one point is upside down. Like, there's a lot... His fighting style is very acrobatic. Which is very in keeping with the actual Captain America character. And Santo is pure wrestling style. Because he's actually played by a wrestler in the movie. Yeah, a Greek wrestler. Yeah. And uh, I believe maybe an Olympian as well. Oh, was he? I'm not sure. I might just be putting prestige on... um, (laughs) But Cap at one point is suspended upside down, fighting, and it's really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, then the fight gets cheesy when a man pulls a gun on Cap, does not fire, just waits for Cap to knock it out of his hand. <laughs> they leave that place. They see the spider just spiting around, and they chase him. They run through a really poorly tended graveyard. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and and unfortunately, Cap gets his foot stuck in one of the graves. Yeah, he does. So he can't chase Spidey as well. Um, and Spider-Man leaps over a wall. He it's like a retaining wall. It's up against um, like a hill, mm-hmm. and we see a, uh, a a drunk Turkish man is swigging out of his bottle with three X's on it. <laughs> That's and right. <laughs> Spider-Man jumps in front of him. He's like, he looks at the bottle and he goes, oh. Then Cap jumps in front of him. He's like, ah, and he runs away in fast motion like it's the fucking monsters. Yeah. Because, you know, comic relief. That's some classic 1940s humor. That's <laughs> where I'm surprised. I wanted him so badly to look at the bottle. I, I, I usually see pink elephants, but this is too much. That or he's like. I had enough and like throws it over his shoulder. Right, yeah. It's but the, the classic, running away it's in the fast classic alcohol makes you see things joke, which I've exactly. never once understood. No, well, it's it's for until I actually smoked marijuana. I thought marijuana made you hallucinate as well because that's right. how it was always portrayed up until like 2010. Right. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man gets into his 50, 50s car. Everyone has a 50s car. Yeah. Also, why did Spider-Man park so far away? Oh, also, at this point, I realized uh, Spider-Man has fake evil eyebrows attached to his mask. I thought those were his real eyebrows oh, were under they? the mask. Well, 
if they are, then they extend outward outside of his mask, outside of his eye holes, because he has them, like, winged and up. You notice a lot more about the costuming than I did. I... Maybe it's I was I'm... so bored. I had to focus on something. Gotcha. But like he has, he has a uh, big, thick black eyebrows. It might be on his suit, might be his. But either way, they have graspable extremities, and he's wearing um, bright blue eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah. Nothing against that. Just it's an interesting choice. It is. Yeah. It's. Do you think Peter Parker, the real Peter Parker, mm-hmm. who lives inside all, all of us, right, would do that sort of thing? Wear uh, eyeshadow. Yeah. I mean, do you think somewhere in the Spider-Verse there's like a David Bowie Spider-Man? Oh, undoubtedly. Oh my god, I want that so bad. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Verse 2, whoever's making that, we want Japanese Spider-Man. They are including Japanese Spider-Man. That's what I heard, and we also want David Bowie Spider-Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Oh wait, his band! David Bowie's band! The Spiders from Mars! The Spiders from Mars! Oh shit! (laughs) It all works out. Peter played guitar. <laughs> screwed up brows and screwed down hairdo. <laughs> like some cat from Istanbul. <laughs> so we cut back to Santo. And now Santo's in costume after a hearty workout at the dojo. Yep. He's sneaking around in his very... In his, sneaking around shirtless. In a uh, luchador mask. Yes. Very bright colors. Pulling things out and sticking things into his crotch. <laughs> he shoves stuff into his pants. A lot. Uh, he rips something up and just tosses it into the trash can. Yep. Very good sabotage work. Yeah. He's searching someone's office at this point. Yes. Should probably... Um, I have no clue what anyone is doing or why. No. Yeah. Absolutely um, not. Jim uh, Batty comes in and he pulls a gun yep. on Santo. Santo beats him. And we know this guy is, is 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 a is a is an actual bad guy, but immediately after that, after he he beats that guy up, Santo goes into the other room, which is the actual gym part of the gym, and there are three or four, uh, give or take. There's three men in karate keys. In karate keys who've just shown up to work out during their off hours, during and, the gym's off hours too, because they're like the manager can't know that we. Yeah. We, so these guys are criminals too. Right. They're they're training after after hours after hours and they look up and they see santo and they're immediately like let's kill that fucker <laughs> let's get him i mean if you if you're a karate man and you're kind of a karate man i took taekwondo yeah karate whatever it's all karate oh okay racist no i don't see racism i just ignore it oh like okay. a true american gotcha okay if you if you came if you illegally entered a gym sure and you a dojo i'm sorry and you were all set to fight yeah and you saw a man dressed like santo yes in there just sneaking around too wouldn't you like try to get him i don't know <laughs> i think i would I, I wouldn't break into a business to work out is probably the first thing I would say. And that's why you're not a good enough karate guy. Oh, okay. You gotta want it. I got <laughs> You gotta wanna train twenty four seven, three sixty five, rise and grind. I would probably just work out in my living room or something. I we are in your living room slash studio right now, and you yeah. do not have enough room to do bicycle kicks, or dragon punches, or hadoukens. I don't. Okay. 
But after I hated this fight, I don't like when Santo fights. Santos, Santo kind of sucks. San, he's a he's clearly a proficient wrestler. Oh, definitely. But it's very slow. It's very clunky. Here's the thing about wrestling. Wrestling is a highly scientific, super awesome method of fighting. It is not very cinematic. Unless even you're... when you're watching prof- actual like not I'm not even when I say professional wrestling I don't mean WWE I mean like actual Olympic wrestling actual like where it's all holds and submissions where it's all holds and submissions it's, it's, it's highly scientific it's very cool but it's not cinematic which sucks because Santo is a luchador luchador is known for its high flying style exactly and we don't get that we get very technically proficient yeah. wrestling but it's very slow luchadors are very much more like. Uh, professional wrestlers, I say with air quotes, yeah. like 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 uh, WWE, that sort of thing. Except there's a much greater emphasis on acrobatics mm-hmm. and high flying stunts and, and shit like that. Uh, it's it's if you ever get a chance to like look up some footage of Mexican wrestlers wrestling, it's actually really impressive the kind of shit that they can do. I'm so it's kind of disappointing. To I'm, see this. I'm not a wrestling guy at all, but yeah. I did like what I saw of Lucha Underground. Yes. Which is not pure luchador. No. Luchador wrestling, but it's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of cool acrobatic stuff in there. The storyline's silly and fun. Yeah. Um, And then... A it's vi- very much inspired by actual luchadors. Yes. But it's and not quite. And they cool. get some um, actual luchadors on there. Uh, Blue Damon Jr. Okay. They get people from... I forget what the big... Mexican wrestling promotion is, uh, but they like they it's sort of like a transplant thing where they're like, Hey, come help us promote this. Tejano comes on, okay. Uh, so after Santo takes out the three karate man men, mm-hmm. super karate man enters, and he's a big beefy dude. Oh, yeah, and big beefy that man. fight still sucks. It does. Now's the time I think is a good place to play the first round of a game I like to call Three Giant Who. Where I'm going to give you an enemy, a nemesis. And you have to name me two heroes plus Julia. (laughs) Well, of course Julia has to be involved. Who would take on this foe. Two, so does this this have to be two Marvel heroes or just any any two Anybody. Okay. Anybody. Okay. Um, Your first foe Uh is... Actually, let's, let's do it... Like they do in the movie. Okay. Spider-Man. Okay. The first foe is Spider-Man. Give me two heroes in Julia who you would have fight Spider-Man. Two heroes in Julia. If it was being chosen like it would was in this movie, they would have just chosen whatever costumes they had on the rack and gone with that. Yeah, but, but in your professional opinion. In my professional as opinion. As a nerd boy. As a nerd boy. Um, to go after Spider-Man, uh, probably Superman and the Flash. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just because they're super strong and because well, I would put Superman on any team. I would have put go against anybody because he's you know OP. Okay, but the Flash is just really fast, and I feel like he could probably get to Spider Man before his spider sense could help him. Okay, don't choose Spy- Superman for the rest of these though. Okay, because that's that's just boring. That's boring. Okay. Also, you're wrong. Oh. There are right and wrong answers for this. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Um, the right answer is clearly Captain America and Santo. Oh, I'm okay. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made a fucking movie about it, Billy. <laughs> what do you think? The Turks are fucking idiots? <laughs> if 
by the way, this movie is what I would call a Turkish delight. <laughs> Except it's not. It's not. It's not. It's fine. There is a Turkish Superman, by the way. Yeah? I think so. What's his name? El Superman? I don't know how the Turkish language works. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what the actual names of any of, of the Turkish movies are. It's like Turkish Star Wars is not actually called that. Turkish Rambo is not actually... Turkish Rambo is called Rampage. I know that one. But I don't know what Turkish Superman is called. Well, thanks for telling us about shit you don't know, Billy. <laughs> thanks for informing us of your ignorance. I was just saying there's a Turksploitation version of Superman. No, you're just telling us you're a fucking moron. Oh, fine. Okay. Shit. Jesus. The group gets back together. <laughs> Maybe I'd have more respect for you if you could have won the first round of Three Giant Who. But, <laughs> but clearly you didn't come to play. You don't give enough effort to your Thai karate do. What, what, wait, karate's Thai now? Your Thai Kwan Roddy do. Oh, Whatever oh, the okay. fuck you do. Right. Um, so the group reconvenes and Santo just has a bunch of shit that he pulled out of this dojo. It's probably mostly just like late notices for membership dues and, and like all covered in his crotch sweat yep another thing that makes santo significantly lamer than captain america in this is that captain america gets to be like the real action hero he has the steely gaze he's got like he, he's, he's got the machismo going on santo is treated like comic relief for most santo of santo is basically tonto in this kind of yeah he's straight continue with the uh the native american gear but like he's just sort of do you think the Turks confused Mexicans and Native Americans? Maybe. Which there is a little overlap near the border. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's part maybe of it. Maybe that's what it is because I was so confused by that. I was, I was doing research trying to figure out. By the way, uh, the real Santo, his real name was Rodolfo Guzman Huerta, uh, and he was a Mexican wrestler. And there are there are plenty of Santo movies out there, which he was actually in. Yeah, he he's fought mummies, robots, mm -hmm. all sorts of things. Vampire ladies. Yes, vampire ladies. It, basically everything under the sun except for Spider Man. But uh, so, uh, it it just the the inclusion of Santo in this movie is very strange. Like stranger to me than the Marvel heroes, because Santo was a real person. True. I mean, he it was a character that the guy played, but it's like if I found uh, i don't know like a foreign film starring uh macho man randy savage and it was just like some guy in sunglasses and a headband you know it's just it's just very odd but here's what i assume happened is because there are so many santo movies yeah i assume they got some of those in turkey and like the maybe the character became popular sure. clearly they knew about santo more yeah. than they did spider-man yeah, because so, the movie never explains, oh, this is Santo, this is what he is. They just say, and here comes Santo with Captain America. That's it. And Julia. And Julia. Santo gets as much explanation as Julia. But they get these movies, and maybe they don't realize, like, oh, Santo is played by a real guy who, like, really embodies this role. Yeah. They don't know about luchador culture. Sure. So they're just like, people love these Santo movies. Let's get Santo. Let's put him on this super team. Right. It'll be the traveling Wilburys <laughs> of two. Uh, Spider's team also gets together, and Spider is only interested in killing Cap. Yep. Poor Santo, poor Julia. Yeah, yet another thing that makes Cap more the hero of this movie than Santo. Santo doesn't matter. Cap 
is, is Spidey really only cares about Cap, much like the audience. Next, we see Spider creeping around a woman's apartment. Yep. There's a woman in the bath. Yep. And she sort of looks like Isabella Rossellini. Oh, okay. So I started to wonder, is this fucking blue velvet? <laughs> is like, is is he Jeffrey Beaumont and Frank Booth? <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if, because, um, what is, what is, what is Frank Booth always like clenching during the, in, he has or, the oxygen mask. He has the oxygen mask, but he also has like a piece of, of cloth that he puts in his, in his mouth. Remember? I don't recall that. During during the initial like rape dry hump scene mm-hmm. in in Blue Velvet, he has like a like a handkerchief or something in his mouth. Okay, he's, yeah, he's I think clenching I do on. That. Uh, if if what if he pulled out a Spider Man mask <laughs> <laughs> instead of like instead of mommy mommy, he's just like Aunt May Aunt May Aunt May. <laughs> oh, Spidey wants to fuck. <laughs> I would pay good money to watch Spider-Man Blue Velvet. Where it's, it's, it's Peter Parker as Jeffrey Beaumont. Yeah. And Spider-Man as Frank Booth. And sort of like the duality, the, the two duality. sides of it. Um, David Lynch, get on this. Now is They're this... They're bound to reboot Spider-Man again. Get on it. <laughs> now the thing about Spider-Man is he's a man and a spider. And I thought of a spider, and I thought, there's there's a wind here. <laughs> there's a wind. And the spider doesn't know what to do because it's it's caught in the wind. And its threads are going everywhere. Focus on the spider, not the web. <laughs> uh, now, is this the Jason Voorhees kill? Where he strangles the woman with her necklace? No. Uh, no, this is not the Jason Voorhees kill. But the Jason Voorhees kill does take place in a shower. Every kill takes place in a shower or near water or something. <laughs> At least every kill involving a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he steals the woman's chocolate Oscar. Uh, and, and bolts. And then the next day in Istanbul Grand Square, there's a newsie shouting, Latest news! A rich woman killed in her bathroom! <laughs> Which is my favorite headline ever. <laughs> the bathroom is important. You need to get the important details in your headline. Right. And it's important that rich woman killed mm-hmm. would be a good headline. Maybe if she's a famous rich woman or woman killed. You know what? But the bathroom is what gives it that sleaze. It's gonna. Yep. This is the J. Jonah Jameson method. You gotta get that sleaze yeah, in there. Yeah, that sleaze in there. Yeah. Stanley, didn't you say that you, if there was any character of yours that you'd want to play, it would be J. Jonah Jameson? Big I character. would love to play J. Jonah Jameson because I hate that Spider Man. <laughs> Wait, I you hate, hate Spider Man. He's a menace. He's a. Every time what? I was writing it, I tried to write it where Peter Parker did good things, but he just. Every time it was like I was a man possessed. He just menaced New York City. I'm like, stop it, Stan. Stop it. You got to stop this. You want to make him a good boy. Wait, how, you didn't You didn't write Spider-Man, Stan. Dit, Steve Ditko came up with the stories. You just wrote the dialogue. It's the Marvel method. Yeah. I'm Mr. Marvel. Oh, It's okay. my method. It's your... 
So you're the method no, man. No, we outlined it. We I outlined the stories. Oh. I made Steve draw the fucking pictures. Okay. And then I filled in the bubbles. Right. Okay. And I filled in the plot. You filled in the... Okay. I would say, hey, Steve, what if a man was a rhinoceros? <laughs> and he'd go, I don't know, Stan. I'd say, shut up, Steve. Draw your fucking pictures. And then I'd make it make sense. Stanley, you're so good at Im- imitating Steve Ditko's voice. It's, it's it's just dead fucking on. I'm Steve Ditko. I don't get enough credit. <laughs> See, there you go. See, that's that's that's, wh- that's total Steve Ditko. That's what he sounded like. That's exactly what he sounded like. Um, I'm objectivist. <laughs> Ayn Rand is amazing. People shouldn't protest the Vietnam War. Capitalism is windspudalism. Steve Ditko is not a great. Person. He wasn't a great person. He was a <laughs> grumpy, bitter man. He was still robbed. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he isn't was... that right, Stan? What? Never mind. <laughs> I'm just gonna go through this drawer of delicates. Please don't. i have They're already on my face. <laughs> no, Stan. Um, Get my delicates off your face. Uh. Cabin Company read the newspaper. Apparently, they just couldn't get the news from the police themselves, like before it hit the papes. Yeah. But um. Oh, and this is the part where, disconcertingly, Julia looks extremely different. Yeah, Julia changes her hair really uh, drastically. And because... So, there are a number of very attractive women in this movie. Um, Very pretty women. Uh, And honestly, they all kind of blended together for me. The film quality did not help. It did not help. Uh, So, generally, I kind of assigned them personalities based on their hairstyles and so when julia suddenly changed her hair so drastically it took me a while i had to wait for someone to acknowledge her in the scene before i could confirm for myself that it was julia i was unsure if it was a completely different actress yeah like because like it's not just like she's she like had a ponytail in one scene and then like pigtails in another. It's, the hair color the and hair, style is different. She had a full cut in style in between scenes, uh, which is weird enough that the character would do that. But apparently the actress did it as well in real well, life. It, Unless it is a different actress, we don't actually know. I'm not sure. We there's not a you don't get a lot of behind the scenes material from these movies. There's not a <laughs> there's lot. There's not a making of feature. There's not a lot of resources for these films. I assumed after this film was done being made, everyone was executed. <laughs> like that's how disposable the films were. It's just like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna put you all into a station wagon, and just back it up into the beach. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it was a different actress, but I think it's the same actress, and we get an explanation for this hairstyle change later. We do? I believe so. Oh. Okay. I'll, I'll explain my operating theory later. Okay. They split up again. This time, they're all mix them up. Uh, the cop and Santo go to the yacht. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cap goes to monitor the P.O. box, and Julia goes to the crime lab. And now we're going to play our second round of Three Giant Who. Oh, great. I hope I can do better. The enemy this time... Is Aslan. Aslan yes. from, from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, two people and Julia. Two people and Julia. So, Julia, I guess I would go with the White Witch for one of them because okay. she has the. Uh, she's been the most effective at killing Aslan so far. Mm-hmm. She killed him once. 
Uh, and then uh, I would, uh, on top of that, I would have um, uh, Craven the Hunter, because he's he. We know from his outfit that he's good at killing lions. Yeah, I, that's a pretty good team. Okay, I'll give you half a point. Oh, thank you. You're still not entirely correct. I'm not. Okay. The correct answer is one Christopher Hitchens, because he would debate the Christ-like nature of Aslan <laughs> into the ground. And two, uh, underdog, because dogs fight cats. <laughs> underdog with his superpower pill. Yep, he what? has he has the magic of modern medicine behind. And Aslan's a stupid fucking lion <laughs> who gets saved by some mice. Oh my god, I was just I was just reading The Wizard of Oz last night, and the cowardly lion gets saved by mice in that story, too. Oh! Yeah, apparently that's just a thing in fiction. I wonder if it comes from lions. the mouse pulling the thorn from the lion's paw. Oh yeah, yeah, it probably does. I cracked the code. You cracked the code. Call me, uh, Alan Turing, because I just cracked the code. And now we just get fucking scenes. Just fragments of scenes. Just scenes. What the fuck is going on? This is when I lost all thread of the movie. Right. Uh, there's a random douchebag harassing a girl, being like, come on, don't be so stuck up, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Cap pretends <laughs> to be There's clearly her... history between these characters, Yeah, which that's more character development than anybody else gets. Cap pretends, shows up and pretends to be her brother to scare the guy off. Uh, then he he also pretends to have a gun. Oh, and I didn't he just keeps that. Slap yeah, he puts his hand in his trench coat pocket and like, extends it out oh wow and then he just repeatedly slaps the man i noticed the slapping i didn't see the gun bit the crime lab is working on reassembling large bits of a torn up letter oh yeah 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 or yes they're they're literally and and they even say at some point during when they're looking at the stuff that they got out of santo's pants they're saying like oh yeah we'll need some scientists to help us reconstruct this shit <laughs> only science can restore these four <laughs> pieces of a letter <laughs> The scientists are just looking at him like, shit, I don't know, man. But I will say, the crime lab scientists are all female. Yes. Which is very progressive. Yes. Um, this is the part where I realize who Cap looks like. And he sort of looks like a store-brand Christian Bale. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like an off-brand. Like an off-brand, like, off like yeah. Like the generic, like if you were going to Aldi's sure. and buying Christian Bale, you would get Captain America in this movie. <laughs> He kind of looks, Captain America to me, he kind of looks like a younger, more handsome version of the submarine captain from uh, Hunt for the Red October. Not not Sean Connery, the American one. It's been so long since I've seen that film. Yeah. Uh, that I cannot attest to that, but I will believe you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next we see Santo. He's just strolling along a beach. You see some random guy who takes off running. Yeah. So Santo runs after him. He just, I, I wrote that, the way I put it in my notes was that DeSanto, Santo decides that these three people on the beach need to be taught a lesson for some reason. I don't know. They're hanging out in a hole. Yeah. Which is suspicious, I'll grant him. And he just launches himself off of a ledge right into them. Yep. Like, he just goes in on them. And we get another very slow fight scene. Very dumb fight scene. I don't think I was even watching the movie at this point. I, I think I just... I don't blame you. Started fucking around with my phone. Yeah, it, that's... <laughs> what took me so long to watch this movie is I was just like, 
Oh yeah. shit! Internet is there. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, for for context, I watched the movie in one sitting. Brad watched it in installments. Yes. Which I can only imagine in, enhanced the pain, or did it in, in, decrease the pain? I don't know. It was about fifty fifty. Okay. It was more tolerable. I watched the first twenty minutes and was like, "This is awesome! I can't wa- wait to watch the rest." Right. And then the rest was done in one night with a lot of pausing and. Oh, uh, okay. But after Santos beats him up, he finds just loose bills buried in the sand. Yeah. So I guess they're sand dollars. Uh, uh, how'd you like that one, Stan? That was the funniest thing I ever heard. I thought so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so then my favorite bit about this, though, is, again, he just finds random people on the beach launches himself into them like he's fucking Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2, takes them all out, uh, finds the sand dollars, uh, and then Orhan shows up and is like, what the fuck, Santo? And Santo says, these people attacked me! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, here's the thing. I don't think he's lying. I think in the script it said, these people attack Santo and Santo fights back. And I think the fight choreographer just didn't pay attention and was like, ooh, there's a ledge. Leap off of that fucker and into these people and let's just do some crazy shit. I don't think anyone was... I think that that was actually what the scene was supposed to be. I don't think anyone was paying attention. Maybe this was filmed like modern Marvel movies are where they don't get complete scripts. Oh, So it's like the baddies are just like, we get... We fight Santo, and Santo's like, okay, they need to attack me, but they're not attacking me, so I'll just do it for them. (laughs) They didn't want anyone leaking the incredible script for Three Deva Dem. They didn't want anyone to know about the crazy and insane twists that this movie comes up with. Uh, so the letters are reassembled. They have addresses on them. Yeah. Julius sent the addresses to the police, uh, which makes sense because they're already at the police. Right. There's a brief moment here uh, in the version of the film that we saw where the, the videotape that whoever was uh, that whoever recorded this onto the format that we saw it in was using attempted suicide. There's like just this, this bit where the the entire camera goes, the entire screen goes dark, and it just goes and then it cuts yeah. back to the movie. And I just remember thinking, ah, oh, the movie wants to put it out itself out of its own misery. Yeah. <laughs> now we get another great scene. Where yes, spider the spider realizes that the gym baddie yeah, uh, the bald fat fellow, the bald large fellow yes, not to be fat phobic right. I'm fat myself. Sure. Um, the character's name, by the way, is actually Jim Batty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, related to Jim Backus, because that's how names work. That it's, is how names work. The first name and the first syllable of the last name. Well, that's how, how that's how Turkish names work. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. He has him taken down to the basement. He's tied up yes. to a post because that's the mo for the yes. spider organization. <laughs> and they grab a big PVC pipe. It's it's a clear plastic tube. They put it yep. in front of his face. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then spider whips out some hungry mice. Wait. So here's the thing, for those of you who were traumatized in middle school like me, you may have had to have read 1984, and you know there's a horrifying scene in that book where the main character has rats put in a tube to go towards his face and tear it up and you may remember thinking that's terrifying someone read that scene and decided to do that in this movie 
but they forgot that it was supposed to be rats. Mm. So it's hungry mice that I haven't fed in a long time. And white mice. And then they couldn't get mice. So they're like So they have fucking guinea pigs. They have fucking the cutest fucking fattest largest guinea pigs you've ever seen in your life. And they don't move with any speed they or don't. alacrity. They're just sort of like no, it's closing their way down it's the It's clear tube. the guinea pig has no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's clear it has no idea. They put it in the tube and the guinea pig just slowly, slowly makes his way down the tube trying to figure out like, clearly like they have the camera at the edge of the tube watching the guinea pig go towards him. So clearly the director's at the other end with like a piece of cheese or some shit. you like, come on, come on, you mouse. And the guinea pig's like, why are you calling me that? And he keeps coming. Hey, fuck you, buddy. I'm a guinea pig. <laughs> and I can only imagine that they did experiments with putting peanut butter on the guy's nose <laughs> to try and make the guinea pig chew his face off and it didn't work. So in the end, they made the whole tube clear except for the end, which is entirely opaque. And then they just have... Like red temper paint blood. Red temper paint blood just oozing like, out as the actor does his best to make us terrified of this adorable, adorable creature. And he dies super fast. <laughs> but it's still a great scene. It's like... It's this amazing. Is, this is the gnarly creative shit that I was hoping for more of. It's gnarly, it's creative, and yet it also is it's, so cute and it, lame. It is. It's, it hits... So many spots for me. <laughs> it's great. It's so great. And next, Orhan is in a club. There's a woman stripping behind, um, like, uh, some paper. And we just see yeah. her silhouette as she strips. Uh, then the stripper bursts through the paper like she's a varsity football team at homecoming. And she's in pasties and an underwear. That's and I was it. just waiting for the spider to come in and murder her. Because there's right. a scantily clad woman. Right, yeah. Uh... There's a very famous stripper named Ms. Jeanette, who's coming soon. Yes, the um, very flamboyant bartender. Very flamboyant uh, bartender. Us, informs us of that. And he's who like, insults his customer by telling him he doesn't know shit. You don't know shit, do you? <laughs> if he doesn't know about Miss Jeanette. If you don't know about... I mean, everyone knows about Miss Jeanette. Obviously. She's as popular as Julia. Exactly, which yeah. we're going to get to. <laughs> Suddenly, Cap and Santo are fucking somewhere in what seems to be a prosthetics warehouse at some at first in a place with a lot of mannequins but yeah then it's like a man mannequin like just maybe that's where mannequins go to retire maybe sure. turkey has like a great retirement program for mannequins in a later scene it's revealed that this is where they make the uh counterfeit money yes and so we get it's it's kind of like Memento, where you get the context for the scene you're watching way later in the movie. Christopher Nolan pulled so much from this movie. He did. Christopher Nolan's a lot like Quentin Tarantino in that everything he does is stolen from, here's, especially Turkish cinema. Here's where the sound effects become unbearable. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like when people move, it sounds like they're wearing tap shoes. Oh, God. And when it doesn't sound like they're wearing tap shoes... It sounds like very fake horse clopping. <laughs> There's an earlier scene on the street where you hear that horse clopping sound effect, and I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe Turkey still has, like, horses. Maybe there's still, like, sure. horse-drawn carriages some at some point. We so still like, have them in New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe the horse clopping is a horse off-screen. Sure. Nope, it's the footfall of a sprightly acrobatic man like Captain America. <laughs> Next, we get some more spider creeping. 
There's a man. Oh and a wait, woman. wait, wait. So there is also a scene here where they they again they've seen superhero stuff. They know what superheroes do, but they don't really quite have the context for why the superheroes do it. So the superheroes fight all these guys in the in the mannequin factory, the mannequin fake money uh, factory, and then they run out and the bad guys are trying to get away in a car and Santo and Captain America run out and lift the fucking car. <laughs> That's right. To keep them from getting away. And this is usually a sign that a character has super strength. Like usually you only see Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk or George Reeves as Superman Jessica doing Jones shit. Jessica Jones does it. Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones program. Right. It's a, it's a way to show that characters have super strength. Apparently these characters in, on top of putting on these masks specifically to piss off Spider-Man also have super strength. Maybe I guess I don't I don't know, but it was it was one of the only like interesting superhero things to happen in the movie, so I made note of it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but then we get some more spider creeping. Uh, uh, there's a man and woman having sex in the shower. I want to point out that both the guy and the gal are complaining that the other one is going, <laughs> going too, too fast, fast. <laughs> which seems like I mean I good on them for communicating that, but like. What? Sounds like they're not ready for sex. Just, just sound like they know what they're doing. <laughs> also, how are you going too fast in a shower? Yeah, showers I, are both... very difficult to have sex in. Yeah, <laughs> and mostly it's just necking. It seems like. it really it just, does it... seem like that. Yeah, but Spider-Man kills both of them with something. It looks like a bubble wand. <laughs> he has some sort of long spear. Or something that he shoves through both of them. And this is the Jason Voorhees kill. Okay. This, uh, there's a famous scene. I think it's in part two. It might be in part three. I No, I think it's part two. Where two people are having sex. And Jason Voorhees comes up behind them. And he has a, uh, uh, a spear. And he just shoves it through both of them while they're having sex. And famously, that scene was actually censored. It was a... They, in the actual movie, you just see the guys on top of the gal, and she goes, <gasps> and then you see Jason above them going like this, and I think you may see uh, the thing coming out of the other, the spear coming out of the other side of the bed with blood dripping off of it, but originally in the movie, and in some still promotional stills, you were supposed to actually see them get stabbed, and it was censored. Gotcha. But in this movie, you actually get to see it. Sort of. It's a very confusing image where it just looks like the man is covered by a sheet. Yes. And like the bubble wand is going through him. Just going through. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it definitely, you can definitely see where the special effects was this done. This time, we don't even see Spider steal anything. No, but we you just... do see that the director saw Psycho because the blood flows down the drain of the oh, shower. Yes. Yeah, and also two shower murders. They definitely saw Psycho. This director is often called the Turkish De Palma for how he rips off Hitchcock. <laughs> Now we find out that Julia has been sent to Athens, which is where Miss Jeanette is currently, to impersonate Miss Jeanette. So Julia has now been recruited to be a stripper. Yep. And Santo finds it hilarious. He, yeah. He says, now introducing Miss Julia! <laughs> you know, that classic now introducing joke. Absolutely. Everyone knows that joke. And Cap says that Santo would be Frank Sinatra. Which I guess is an insult. <laughs> I, or it's just like building off the bit, but it's sort of a lateral move. It's not like it's not like making it funnier. It's just like this is another thing an announcer would say. Right? Yeah. Now Spider kills two more women. Yes. Uh, a maid and her employer. Yeah. Uh, actually, he didn't kill 
It's kind of upsetting how many women die in this movie, actually. Yeah. It's kind of offensive. This is another place where I noted that I have no idea what's going on. I saw this movie yesterday. I have no memory of this. I watched it yesterday as well. It, it's very blank. I have no memory of this scene. I just I wrote it down, so it must have happened, but I don't know, remember it. What I do remember is that after this, Spider-Man goes back home to Mary Jane, and they make sweet, sweet love. Spider takes off his costume. He takes off his costume. I thought we were going to see his face. We didn't. We saw no. his hair, though, his luxurious hair, which was surprising to me because I thought they were hinting that the owner of the strip club, the bald guy with the big mustache, was Spider-Man because he kind of looked like similar proportions. But, no, Spider-Man has a big shaggy head of hair. They have sex, and while now, they have sex, the, they that, cut to puppets. There's a few shots of very frightening puppets. Very frightening. For no fucking reason. Yeah. And it's amazing and horrifying <laughs> And it, it's like I don't understand. Like there's there's a lot of stuff in this movie I don't understand. I don't this know. is the most bizarre. Yes, but it also reminds me of when we saw Mark of the Beast at uh, the drive-in, and there's a part where oh, yeah. a man is accused of witchcraft because he's he's using puppets. And oh, they're like <laughs> he makes figures talk. Mark of the Beast, a great exploitation movie. Great exploitation movie. Check it movie. out. Absolutely. Um, not for now, the here, here's, here's where this movie does not accurately represent Spider-Man. Oh, I'm sorry, Stan. What, 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 My vision for Spider-Man uh -huh. was, what if there was a hero, a boy, yeah. who did not fuck? This virginal boy, pure of heart and penis, who just does not fuck. He wants to fuck, but the girls don't want to fuck him. Uh-huh. And he gains his power from his virginity. I thought he gained his power from the radioactive spider bite. That was a virgin spider that had never fucked. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. That was my pitch. What if there was a boy, a hero, Captain America. You know Captain America fucks. Oh, yeah. You know the Hulk fucks. Uh-huh. You know Johnny Storm is just throwing his dick into anything with two legs. <laughs> he fucks his cars. <laughs> He fucks his cars. He fucks his cars. When he, in his introduction, when he burns through that hot rod, that's his flaming penis. <laughs> I need to go back for a second. The Hulk fucks? Who does the Hulk fuck? He fucks a hole in the ground that he made with his fist. <laughs> I think that might just be masturbation, Stan. No, he, he pokes two other holes and draws a smiley face under the holes. <laughs> so it's... And put some rocks where the bosoms would be. It's like Joaquin Phoenix and the Master. Yeah! Exactly! They consulted... Paul Thomas Anderson consulted with me when he was making that movie. So, Spider-Man is the only... Is, is Spider-Man your only virgin character, Stan? Yes. <laughs> And then after I left, that's when he started fucking. Yeah. And I wrote them. I wrote them and I said, this is wrong. <laughs> this is a, he was unique. He was supposed to uh, resonate with all the stupid virgin boys who read these funny books. <laughs> Meanwhile, swing and stand the man's out there, throwing it left and right. Did you see my mustache and my toupee? I never had a toupee. My luxurious hair during the 70s. <laughs> So, so, 
Uh, I always thought that you're that the character that you probably related to most, given how much you aligned with your sense of humor, was Spider-Man. But what I'm hearing is it he sounds has like, my humor, okay, but not my dynamic sex drive. So I'm, what I'm hearing is you more align yourself with maybe Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Yeah. Do you remember when I said that in that movie? I do remember when you said that in that movie. What movie was that? What happened in that movie? Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, what happened in that? Uh, the heroes fought each other. Captain America fought Spider-Man. Just like this movie, those rat bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but you made money off of that one. I did make I made a lot of money. <laughs> and they gave me a part in it. I would be fine with this movie if they let me come in and like say, uh, Hey, Cap, I got you some coffee. <laughs> I'm a good actor. Uh-huh. I, I was the star of a production of The Doll's House. By Ibsen. What? I've done a lot of Ibsen. Hedda Gabler. Hedda Gabler? Who'd you play in Hedda Gabler? I played Hedda Gabler. I, I sincerely doubt that. Well, you can come to the regional theater of hell and watch me... <laughs> watch me play Sarah Brown in Guys and Dolls. <laughs> I'm like a bell. I go ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> I'm still studying the libretto. <laughs> All right, you guys do your radio show. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, there's super frightening puppets. <laughs> super frightening sex puppets. And this is where the movie degrades even more, where I had to note that it's just a fucking fever dream. Um, Cap and Santo ambush Spider. And for... Actually, it's kind of explained. The editing is so weird. I had, There was no flow to yeah, the fight. Yeah, okay. I was like, they're in the same house, but nothing is matching up. Yeah, and and it, it at first it looks like what you think is is happening is that they're both fighting them, and that for some reason they shot two separate fight scenes, uh, one with Cap and one with Santo fighting Spider Man, and then cut them together really haphazardly. But as all Spider Man fans know, <laughs> where would Spider Man be without his clones? Exactly. It's the Clone Saga, motherfuckers. Oh, there are multiple Spider-Men. It this reminds me of that bit in the first season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where Titus is trying out for the sequel to the Spider-Man musical. Yes, he does the song about, and I will crush that Spider-Man and all the other Spider-Man till I'm the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, we're at it again. And there's a bunch of Spider-Man. Uh, I do remember that. That was a great scene. It's never revealed if there is a true spider or if... It's just a lot of them. Just a lot of spiders but all he, the time. Like, which is the one that had sex? Like, Right, which, yeah. This this made me think maybe Spider-Man is like Dr. Manhattan. Where okay. this fight scene maybe is taking place at the same time as the fight scene, with, with as, as the sex scene. Maybe, like, he has one spider having sex with... <laughs> Mary Jane, like Dr. Manhattan having sex with uh, Silk Spectre while he works on his other projects with multiple other Spider-Man that all come out of him. So this would also imply that there's, like in that scene, yes. times when all the Spider-Man just get together and bang it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but this, because that's the only thing that makes sense, because otherwise there's one original Spider-Man and a lot of decoys, and we already know that the original Spider-Man has an insane obsession with being the only masked man yeah. so if he were to 
uh, equip other people with other masks, he would his his mania would immediately require him to murder all of them. There's a condition where sometimes chickens would just get super angry at other chickens <laughs> and just like attack them. Really? I wonder if that's a condition that like that spider has, where it's just like fuck other spiders. <laughs> but yeah, they actually make uh, rose tinted glasses for chickens so really? that somehow counteracts this weird chicken condition. This is not bullshit. This is something I read. No, I can tell usually when you're bullshitting, and this is, yeah, wow. <laughs> but this is... This a, is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Just like this scene. Right. Which is another one of my favorite parts of the movie, because it's, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's never justified or explained. Right. And it's just like every... T <laughs> there's a part where Santo is, like, lugging his spider in to, like, find Cap, and they... <laughs> and Cap has, like... Two Spider-Men down, they're just like, what the fuck? It's hilarious, because every single time Cap knocks out a Spider-Man, there's another spider there laughing his amazing laugh. Yeah, he has he has that big, like, <laughs> like big old uh, um, Spanish soap opera villain laugh. Yes, it's yeah, great. It's great. And apparently they don't apprehend any of these Spider-Men. No, they or... just knock them out and leave them there. And then they go to the club. Like, they haven't just had the most confusing night ever. Like, <laughs> they figure, well, that was a wash. Let's continue with the strip club plan. Granted, they have been fighting the spider for a while. Maybe this is, like... Maybe this is normal for maybe them? Maybe this is just, like, oh, I thought we got rid of all the spiders. But, no, uh, he's back at it. So they go to the strip club, which is patroned by mostly women. Yes. Yeah. I think that they just had a lot of women on the set. I don't think they had a lot of guys available for filming because all of the lab techs were women mm -hmm. most of the patrons at the strip club are women uh most of the people who get killed are women i feel yeah. like maybe that wasn't intentional maybe they just had a lot of women on set maybe maybe there were just maybe one of the directors or actors was dating a lot of people at the time and he just invited them all it's possible. I don't know. I, it's maybe they maybe it's like a community theater auditions where they just don't get a lot of men for. I don't. Maybe maybe it's just that. So our heroes sit down in the strip club, are immediately identified and captured. Well, hold on. <laughs> Julia is now in Ms. Jeanette mode. Right. And yes. here, okay, is where she looks like the original Julia. She has that's the right. Same her hair, hair changes back. So here's what I'm thinking: okay. is they, like most filmmaking, is done. They filmed it out of order. Mm. And maybe they filmed some, whatever happened. She had the hairstyle for the end and the beginning at one point, And then yeah. for whatever reason, it was changed for the middle. Right. Wrote down, what the fuck is their plan here? Their plan is, did not require any of this. It did not require Julia to go to Greece, come back and impersonate <laughs> a stripper. She even meets with the owner of the strip club, who knows Miss Jeanette, as we all do, yeah. and is like, you don't look like your picture. And she says, oh, you should know better than that. Makeup. Yeah. Oh, like ladies do. Like That's ladies That's right, ladies. Do. Makeup, shopping, uh, lusting after their superior men. <laughs> Usually their boss, huh, Stan? Usually. Yeah. Just the way it should be. Just the way it should be. Um... Their plan is to get captured, which it seems like they could have done at the house with all the spiders. Probably. Um, this is an all right fight. Santo does, eh, a, cool, Santo okay. does a cool thing where he like just 
does his leap thing. I wrote down, it, it seems like they're doing a lot of rejected WWE moves. Yeah. Uh, in this fight. Uh, Cap and Santo are taken to a second location. Yeah. Uh, Cap smokes a cigarette, offers it to other people. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool dude. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, Julia hits a woman with a shoe and then interrogates her. Yes. Then calls the cops. The cops weren't there from the beginning, which seems like they should have been. Yeah. It seems like they should, so they could follow right. when they're captured, or so like they could arrest all these bad guys. And then Orhan shows up to help her with the interrogation and delivers some of the laziest interrogating I've ever seen. <laughs> he's like, you better tell me. He's like, stop being so stubborn. You should talk. <laughs> and then finally, you know, he tries anything else. Yeah. And says, you know, we would give you some help in court and protection if you helped us. And she's like, oh, okay. So clearly during the several cutaways that we have of this scene, he d never tries that. He just keeps yeah. saying, could you please tell me? Could you please? Well, she just had been hit in the head with a shoe. She's going to be she indignant. Hadn't. Yeah, exactly. Santo and Cap are taken to back to the mannequin warehouse. They fake a fight. And then as a classic, then as they the fake a fight between the two of them. Yes, they fake yeah. a fight between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, For very... some reason, this convinces the bad guys to come into the well, cell. They think they killed each other. Oh, okay, okay. They come in. Uh, Cap and Santo burst through the door just as they're opening it. Yeah. And uh, no, here's where Santo does the cool like yeah, belly this, flop. This second fight scene was pretty was pretty neat. Uh, there's a part where Cap is just hanging from a rope and very lazily kicking a man repeatedly <laughs> in the face. He clearly meant to do a swing kick, but the actor didn't quite get it right, and he swings back and then swings again. <laughs> and, and he's just like, uh, 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 um, uh, I'll harm you. Now we get a very tragic scene where the club baddie is back. Yes. And he goes, he's firing at Cap, but Cap's wearing his bulletproof costume yes. under his leisure suit. Yes. And, uh... Uh, Spider and Nadia show up, mm -hmm. and the gun goes off and kills Nadia. Yes, uh, Mary uh, Mary, Jane Mary Jane is dead. A tragic loss of life. Yes. Um, and Spider's like, "Well, bye, bitch." Whatever. And just leaves. <laughs> maybe that wasn't the Spider who had a relationship with her. May maybe because we do find out in a minute that there that are still a lot more Spider Men. Fucking four Spider Men. Santo gets left behind. Uh, oh, there is a great part where um, Santo refers to Spider as the Green Machine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which I love. That, that was the first time I realized that it wasn't the bad camera quality that was making his costume green. I assumed that his costume was actually blue and that the camera was just bad. But no, it is no. actually green and it's red. Green. And they knew what Spider-Man looked like because, like I said, on the poster there is a very faithful interpretation of spider-man right they just didn't have the costume yeah for some reason um so uh santo stays behind cap and spider fight Cap mm -hmm. chases spider spider turns on a fan that almost completely yes. immobilizes cap he, he holds on a fan and cap is like oh no <laughs> it's, and it's not like a huge industrial fan like no it's, industrial. it's just a it's just a table fan yeah it's not it's not that bad <laughs> but it, it's like uh like a four foot like a three foot tall fan. Right. And Cap is just almost fucking defeated by it. <laughs> and now we get 
the series of Cap just murdering Spider-Man. Just murdering him. And here's where the movie finishes pretty strong. Um, <laughs> does does it really? <laughs> I enjoyed this. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it, but... Um, so... It's just a sequence of Spider-Man beating the living... Sh- I'm sorry, Captain America beating the living shit out of Spider-Man. No contest at all. No. No contest. But then every time Spider falls into an industrial machine yes. and is mangled. Brutally murdered. Uh, the, the second Spider... Uh, he knocks out the first one, I guess. I didn't. Yeah, I think he just knocks him out. The second one, he punches into like a hydraulic press, and then the press yes, comes down and, and crushes, crushes his head. the fucker. The third one is punched into another machine where he Some dies. Some other machine, yeah. Um, for, and it's the same as in the other fight with the multiple spiders. Every time a new spider shows up, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, and Santo, Orhan, and Julia are just strolling the fuck through, like. They're like yeah. looking for Cap, like, oh, I wonder where they went. <laughs> Meanwhile, a million spiders are just... This factory have, will have to shut down for like eight days <laughs> to just clean the human remains out of their fucking... The four spiders also killed by a machine, and that is the denouement of our story. Yes. We get a little peaceful little thing where Santo, Cap, and Julia are going back home. Yeah, um, they're getting in their car. Oh, wait, the there's, one, there's one great thing. Uh, Santo and company finally catch up with cop, Cap. Yeah. And Orhan is looking around at, like, all the carnage, just, like, horrified. <laughs> He's the only one who's affected by, like, all the dead the bodies. The twisted mangle. They actually cut to a reverse shot of, like, one of the Spidey's heads sticking out of, like, the gears of a machine. Like, his, he would... <laughs> His head was caught in the fucking, like, gear works and twisted off. Everyone else is very blasé about it. Yeah. It's like, hey, we won! They and Orhan's look- like, oh my god, what have you <laughs> Americans done? <laughs> there, We have due process here! <laughs> you fucking savages! <laughs> so, that's the climax of the movie. Uh, immediate cut to the crew at the airport. Yep. Orhan is saying goodbye. But what's this? Oh, shit. Suddenly, in a taxi cab, we see Spider. <gasps> Cap rushes over. And this is the first time he's ever done this. He pulls the mask off of Spider. Yes. He never tried to do that before. Usually, no. he just goes straight to the punching and, and the eventually killing. the murder. Yeah. And, <laughs> but this time, it's just some random boy pulling a prank. Yeah. This is some random kid. Just we, We've never seen this person before. And everyone thinks it's fucking hilarious yeah except for cap cap as at first understandably like a little myth that like yeah oh the international woman murderer <laughs> an antique smuggler is back but after everyone laughs he gives a little smirk and tosses the mask into the air and we get a freeze frame yeah and that's three deva dem fuck yeah <laughs> So one last round of three giant who, okay, close us out. The villain, uh huh, osteoporosis. <laughs> what? Osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. The, okay. The degenerative bone condition. Oh God. The bones are made porous, usually affecting women. <laughs> okay. All right. So your team is Julia uh-huh. and two others to battle osteoporosis. Two others. Okay. Well, clearly osteoporosis is going for Julia since she's she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to 
go with Ultimate Iron Man. Okay. Because his a lot of his tech is is biochemical as well as mechanical, so okay. he could probably help with the weaknesses in the bones. That's not just Ultimate Iron Man. The extremist system is introduced in the regular continuity. True, but in in the first Which Ultimate I did not... Iron Man story, he ends up with a bunch of blue goop all over him that helps him deal with his chronic pain. Okay. So that's what I'm going off of. And then I would also go with the Atom from uh, DC Comics, because he's just the superhero they always get whenever they need to fight diseases. Okay. Yeah. Completely wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. So, obviously, osteoporosis is going to go after Julia. Obviously. And Julia is the linchpin of this team. She is. So, I'm going to get... So, you need the T-1000 to turn to to liquid metal and reinforce her bones. Oh, okay. Then you need X-23, whose bones are reinforced with adamantium. Right. And so, you still have... So, it's still a representation of women fighting against this osteoporosis that plagues them so completely. Oh, okay. It's, It's a female empowerment thing. And X-23 is the Terminator from Terminator 3. X-23 is the female Wolverine. Oh, oh, okay, okay. X-23, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very poor showing. You ended up with half a point out of a total 30. <laughs> okay. So you're about on par with the score this film gets. <laughs> half a point out of 30. Out of 30. I use a 30-point uh, <laughs> grading system for all film. Oh, did you? Yep. Just just for the record, because I don't think we discussed this, what? how many points out of 30 did Trax get? Uh, 35. 35? It can extend up to 120, but 30 is the maximum. Wait, 30 is the maximum? 30, it's like if you get 102 on a test. Okay. Okay, and uh, uh, what about Shin Godzilla? Uh, 20. Okay. All right. I... <laughs> no, it all makes sense. I have issues with your it, system. We can discuss system. it later. Okay. So that's 3 Dev Dem. That's our show for this week. Uh, any final thoughts, Dan? Um, nope. Back to hell. <laughs> and good riddance. I'll so... be back for the new Gods episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> By the way, we are planning a Jack Kirby and the new Gods. Yes, we definitely uh, are. But yes. Because that shit is weird it's weird from start to finish from production to execution yes thank you very much goodbye goodbye i'm steve ditko